I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Chappy throwing, caught, Henry, touchdown. Whoa. Great job last night by the great Bill Belichick, hurting his current team's draft position while simultaneously helping out his next team's chances of improving its draft position. Keep winning, Bill, and when you get here, you'll have an even better pick. Good morning, everybody. Uh, This from Jake, who watched the game last night, Denton. I did not watch the game. Did you? I watched the uh, the shortened version this morning. I didn't watch one minute of the game last night. Uh, I had other plans last night. I did, as I told you on the show yesterday, I did take the Patriots. Should have given them out as a smell test pick, but didn't want to give them out for the fourth straight week and watch it go down for a fourth straight time. Uh, I also had a a really good friend of mine tell me um, last uh, yesterday afternoon, I mean, this has got seven to six written all over it. Have you seen the total, Sheehan? It's 30, lowest in 30 years. Yeah, we talked about that. Thanks for listening. And he goes, this is going to be six to three. It's the neighbor Nick theory um, that Tim Murray and I espouse, which is neighbor Nick reaches, you know, uh, looks over the fence at his neighbor and says, how is the total 30? They, I mean, I've never heard of anything. This, But they're right. This game's going to be three to nothing. Game was over uh, the total in the first half. 21-10, finished 21-18. Patriots in the over last night. But this from Jake, who did watch the game last night, and said, am I watching the end of an era, Tomlin versus Belichick? If so, I'll take either one of them here. I know we've talked about this before, but I don't think we've ever really asked for an over- uh, you know, an actual response over the phones. On this bye week Friday without a game to talk about, if Tomlin and Belichick are both available at the end of the year, would you want either one of them here? And if so, which one? 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980. I would take either one of them. And I don't understand the sentiment of, no, 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 no. We, we're not going with, you know, retread or old or have you watched Belichick? His teams stink. Tomlin's teams don't have any offense. I'm not taking either one of those two guys. Uh, I understand, by the way, with the Belichick, you know, as the player personnel head, you know, that makes sense to me, and I would not want him here as a coach-centric answer, but I would take either one of those two guys. And if you force me 
to take one today, it would be Belichick for sure. You know, it, it, and I and I think Bill's got a lot to prove. By the way, there was a really good quote from one of his players um, last night uh, after the game. Uh, they really wanted this win for um, for Belichick. This was from Jabril Peppers after last night. We needed it. I just feel good we could get it done for Bill and the rest of the coaches. I don't really like all the flack he's been getting because it's on us as players to go out and execute. I personally feel like the game plan has been phenomenal week in and week out. And when we've had the opportunities to make plays, we didn't make them. But we made enough tonight. Uh, it does feel like Belichick is on his way out, that Kraft is wanna go, wants to finally go in a different direction after 24 years and all of those Super Bowl trips and all of those Lombardi trophies that they're going to move on from the greatest coach in the history of the game, arguably. And I would want Bill Belichick here to coach this team. Now, the whole trade idea, I don't even know what that means other than draft choices, and I would not want to give up You know, certainly the top three to four pick that Washington may have, um, and hopefully it's not a trade. Uh, I don't know why it would be a trade. If Kraft is going to move on from Belichick, then he moves on. And then Bill takes a job, and a team doesn't have to trade for a coach. Tomlin, it does feel like there's a chance Tomlin won't be there at the end of the year. I'm a big Mike Tomlin fan. I know Steelers fans, after a while, have gotten sick of Mike Tomlin. Um, But this would mark the first legitimate leader uh, and great coach in one body that the organization has had since Joe Gibbs. I mean, you know, old school, perhaps, but you don't think this team with either one of these two coaches this year would have been a much better team? I do. Um, and if I was given the choice of either one of them, I would take Bill Belichick. And just the idea of Bill Belichick being the coach here next year, I don't know. It's one that I absolutely would embrace. But I have a feeling many of you disagree. But I want to hear from you at 301-230-0980 because the game last night was not a pretty game. I didn't watch it. Um, Higher scoring than than anybody anticipated. And the Patriots come out with a win. Pittsburgh in five days has lost games to 2-10 Arizona and and 2-10 New England. Uh, They are fading and fading quickly, it would appear. But I bet you somehow over the final four games, they get to a winning record. That they'll win two to end up nine and eight. That man's never had a losing record. He's had 500 records, but Tomlin's never had a losing record. Denton, if I told you both were available and that Josh Harris was seriously considering one or both of them, which one would you want or would you just prefer to move in a completely different direction? And again, I want to be clear on this question. I'm not asking you to pick Bill Belichick as a coach-centric coach. There would be a general manager that would come in that maybe Bill's worked with before in the past. Maybe it's somebody Bill feels comfortable with. But would you want Belichick or Tomlin if they're available at the end of the year? This, to me, would be a very quick decision, Kevin. I would be all over Mike Tomlin. I think I would love him here. And there are a couple different factors. You know, he is a lot younger than Bill Belichick, so... There is the possibility of him not just being here for a couple of years, but potentially making this kind of like his second home. And if things go the the way that we would want them to go, he could be here for a long, long time. But the thing that you just mentioned, 
him never having a, a losing record is kind of what draws me to him. I think the, the floor for a Mike Tomlin-led team is a little bit higher than a, a Bill Belichick-led team. Like, without Tom Brady, we have seen Bill Belichick have some seasons that are not the greatest in the world. Now, there's a lot of reasons for that, but I feel like the floor with Bill Belichick is a little bit lower than it is with Mike Tomlin, and we know that both of these guys are capable of winning championships, so I would prefer Mike Tomlin get a smart offensive mind in here so kind of let them handle it. In fact, maybe he likes Biennemi if you want to really go down that road. He can keep Biennemi, handle the offense, he'll handle the defense kind of a situation. But I would, if you're giving me the option between Belichick and Mike Tomlin, I am darting towards Mike Tomlin and making sure we get him wrapped up before anybody else can, can interview him. Well, the choice is neither, too. I'm not saying you have to pick one or the other. The third option is neither of the two and you want to go Ben Johnson or you want to go Bobby Slowick or you want to go you know Brian Johnson you want to go in that direction so you would do Tomlin I would, I out would of do, the three choices because I would feel like kind of silly if the team goes the third direction and they want the upstart and the upstart fails and then in two or three years you're like this did not work and we had an opportunity at Mike Tomlin and we decided for a young upstart guy that swung and missed you'd feel pretty silly after that wouldn't you yeah, I think, uh, well, I don't know about feeling silly. They're, this is going to be their their first chance of, you know, reshaping the organization. And they're going to make a decision that in the moment feels obviously very right for them. Um, and we'll see We'll see what happens and we'll see, you know, who, who, who they bring in. As I think they're going to bring in kind of a czar of the organization, at, you know, that GM type. Maybe even, you know, an overall president of football operations and a GM under that person wouldn't surprise me if they go in that direction either. Um, but if you, if Bill Belichick and Mike Tomlin end up coaching in new places next year and they have great success and you had a chance to get them, um, then the person you chose better have had the same level of success or more. Uh, you know, and, and I, I think that it's much more when you're going with the new, Guy, the guy that everybody the, more time like draft choices. A lot of those guys don't make it either. A lot of those guys look great in the moment, and you know, even a guy like Brian Brian Dable, they went to the you know playoffs last year, won a playoff game, and look at them this year. And what is the prospects for them moving forward with a quarterback, the major quarterback question, and a roster that's not very good? Um, I just would love to see a great head football coach coach this team and it's been a long time since they've had a great head football coach I consider Marty Schottenheimer to be a great football coach clearly Joe Gibbs Mike Shanahan is a great football coach they've had the great coaches here before but that was under old ownership and meddling ownership and none of none of them had much of a chance I'd love to see a great head coach a known great head coach in this position with new ownership and a general manager more than I would like to see the young up-and-comer. I think there's a lot of risk in the young and up-and-comer, and when was the last time in an offseason you had the choice, potentially, of two Hall of Fame coaches available? The, my, my, the one issue I would wonder about is whether or not they would be interested in here. You know, in some ways, Belichick, you know, I think the Chargers situation makes the most sense for Bill because I 
think he'll want to walk into a situation where you've got already a quarterback that you know you can win with. And I think he would believe that Herbert's a guy you can win big with and that they need to be coached better defensively, offensively, uh, et cetera. Uh, I, I actually think he'll end up with the Chargers, and they'll immediately turn it around with Herbert at quarterback. So that may be more attractive for him anyway. Tomlin, I don't know what the right fit is, but all he does is win. Um, but he's only one big with a great quarterback in Ben Roethlisberger. So the idea of Washington having a chance to draft one super early, or maybe he would feel that way about Sam Howell, might be attractive. But the Chargers with Herbert is a more attractive situation than Washington. But Washington's not unattractive, as we've talked about. We did this a few weeks ago where we looked at the potential openings and we said Washington's up there, but the Chargers would probably be the number one opening next year. Right? Isn't that where we came down on? Although I think you liked the Chicago opening. Yeah, I like Chicago just because you have a lot more flexibility on what you can build. And you're going to end up having the chance to draft number one overall with Carolina's pick. Um, all right, 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980. Bill Belichick, Mike Tomlin, both probably available. I, I think it's leaning in that direction. It certainly seems to be leaning in that direction. I will say this. I actually believe that Pittsburgh as an organization – this is one of those where they tend to, you know, deep think it and 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 overthink it and usually end up staying put, you know, standing pat, being loyal. Um, and so it wouldn't shock me if Tomlin stays in Pittsburgh and maybe they restructure other areas of the organization, but it certainly seems like Bill's going to be available. But if both of them were, which of the two with as a third option, you wouldn't want either one of them? I would take Bill in a heartbeat. I would take Tomlin in a heartbeat. Not even think twice about it. The idea that, you know, Bill Belichick forgot how to coach or that the only reason he's he's won all those Super Bowls is Tom Brady or the only reason that they were a great team for a long period of time was Brady. No, I, they were, I still believe, very equally responsible for it regardless of what's happened here the last couple of years. 301-230-0980. We've got two guests on the show today. Eric Edholm will jump on with us at 1035. We'll talk about the upcoming NFL weekend. Ben Standig will be with us at noon. Denton and I will go through the NFL card uh, and talk about some of the big games, including Buffalo and Kansas City, and then the Sunday nighter, Philadelphia and Dallas. Smell test a little bit later on uh, in the show. Uh, no college football other than Army-Navy. I love the Army-Navy game. Did you see the total in that game as we continue to talk about low totals? 28, Denton. 28, Army-Navy. Uh, like an Iowa game. I mean, I, it's it's amazing, the over-unders, the resurgence of low-scoring defensive battles in football this year, both in college and in the NFL. All right, phone lines are open. Ace Law listener lines are open. 301-230-0980. In a wreck, Ace Law helps you get a check. Call 8888-ACE-LAW. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. From Jeff. Kevin, do you think Mike Tomlin is a Hall of Fame head coach? Yeah. I, I, I'm pretty sure he is. He's never had a losing season. He has won a Super Bowl. Um, I, Mike Tomlin's a Hall of Fame coach. Right, Denton? I, I'm... I'm Jeff just sent this to me, so I didn't have a chance to look it up. But uh, yeah, I would I would call Mike Tomlin a a, a sure surefire Hall of Famer. I mean, never I, having a losing it's not like he never had a losing season in three years. He's done it for over a decade and a half at this point. Seventeen years without a losing season. Mike Tomlin is sixteenth uh, all time wins. Um, tied by the way with Coughlin and Shanahan at one hundred and seventy. So he's going to move into fourteenth place all time in terms of win totals with his next win. And then he's only a couple of. I mean, he's he very easily even this year could end up being in the top thirteen uh, of wins. He is seventy one games over five hundred, a six thirty one win percentage. I mean, as as a comparison, like I started thinking about two coaches that I actually think are Hall of Fame worthy, Marty Schottenheimer and Mike Shanahan, neither of whom is in the Hall of Fame. Um, Marty didn't win a Super Bowl. Mike won two. But Mike's overall winning percentage is just 552, uh, which is no doubt the reason that he's not in the Hall of Fame. I think Mike, just based on... You know, the pioneering and in and being super innovative as an offensive mind um, over the years that that should weigh heavily on voters' minds as well. I, I, I we've gotten into the, the Schottenheimer and Shanahan debate, and and so I'm thinking, well, if they're not in, why would Tomlin obviously be in? I mean, Marty has the regular season. But you know, no postseason. Mike doesn't have the regular season numbers, the overwhelming, but has two Super Bowls. Uh, Tomlin's playoff record: seventeen playoff games, eight and nine as a playoff coach. Uh, but again, to, uh, you know, the one Super Bowl um, that they that they won, and that was you know that was in his that was in his first year, right? First year coaching. Second he, year. Second, second year. year. Second year. Uh, Two thousand eight. Um, yeah, that's right, because Cower won that last one with Roethlisberger, and then he won it with the Roethlisberger team that beat the Cardinals team with Kurt Warner um, in 2008. Yeah, I think Tomlin's a Hall of Famer. It certainly seemed like my immediate answer was, yeah, 
he's he's a Hall of Famer, but how like if he's in, then doesn't Coughlin have to be in? Doesn't Shanahan have to be in? I would argue that both of those guys should already be in. So by the by the time that Mike Tomlin retires, they will both be in. So then they can have a little party in the Hall of Fame together. Yeah. I mean, here are the guys, here are the Hall of Fame coaches. He's got more wins then, and he's got a better winning percentage then. You know, Bud Grant, who never won a Super Bowl, went to several of them as the Minnesota head coach. Um, Tomlin's got more wins. He's got a much better win percentage uh, than Bud Grant and and actually won the Super Bowl. Uh, Bud Grant did win four NFC championship games and lose four Super Bowls as a head coach. You know, a guy like Marv Levy, who never won the Super Bowl, has a 561 regular season win percentage. He's in the Hall of Fame. Um, Dungy won the one Super Bowl. Uh, you know, Jesus, God, I didn't realize this. Tony Dungy's win percentage overall is 668 as a head coach, 13 years as a head coach. That's pretty impressive. Um, he's in the Hall of Fame. Man, there's a lot of... That 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 coach thing is really kind of interesting um, when you look at it. You know, a lot of these guys got in at a time where the numbers were really impressive for the time, like a Weeb Eubank, you know, uh, is in the Hall of Fame. A lot of them got in because of the innovation. Sid Gilman, uh, George Allen, uh, who didn't win. I mean, he won, you know, he won 71% of his games, but uh, did not win a Super Bowl. Um, yeah. And then there's some names that I've never even heard of uh, that are in the Hall of Fame as coaches. All right, 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980. Tomlin and Belichick. It's possible both of them could be available when this season ends. Uh, and still wanting to coach. Would you want either one of them? If so, which one? Uh, and again... You don't want either one of them for whatever reasons is an option as well. Uh, I would love to see Bill Belichick here with a general manager picking the players. I, I would love to see that. And I do understand the idea that Bill Belichick at 72 years old wouldn't be a guy that would be here for 20 years or 10 years. Uh, and maybe Tomlin Wood is a much younger uh, man. But give me the, the last, give me Bill Belichick for five years <laughs> and let's see what happens. Uh, with somebody who's sharp in picking the players. Again, I think Bill's ultimately going to end up with the Chargers. That's my guess. Let's start uh, with uh, Bill. Bill's calling from Upper Marlboro. Bill, go ahead. Hey, good morning, Kevin. Um, My choice would be Tomlin. Bill Belichick would be a, a a great choice if he was available. But my thing is, I think Tomlin would be a more balance with the media here. And I think Bill Belichick, if he comes here with the kind of media that we have in this area, it could be a nightmare. I'll just hang up and why? listen to your comments. Thank you. Well, I, I don't understand why. I mean, this is not a tough media but, market. So what? why would it? Hey, hey, Kevin, why would Belichick this, have this a problem a, with it? Y'all, y'all, listen, this media is so tough on coaches. Right, and I think Ron does a good job, even though this media makes a lot of fun of the things that Ron says. And I think Ron just gives a lot for y'all to talk about. Bill Belichick will crush this media, especially if he doesn't come in winning. And then this media would be all over him. I think it might end up being a disaster. Tomlin, you could tell, win or lose, he knows how to handle the media. 
I, and well, I think they, I think they both handle it similarly. They they don't give you much, and they don't give a damn what anybody says about them or their teams. We haven't had a lot of coaches that 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 behave that way. I'd much prefer that for my team, the team that I root for. I would never want anybody out there to give two craps about what I say or Sam Fortier writes or J.P. Finley says. I, who cares? And they've cared way too much about that stuff over yeah. the years. So I think I, I they'd be a perfect match for the, for the media here locally. But I, I, I think the media and Bill Belichick, would, it would end up, especially if he comes in and he's not winning right away. And we all know, and I hope not, but this team is still three or four years away with a new coach and putting together a, a true winner of what we expect. Yeah. And I just, I just think Belichick would be a nightmare. I think. Thanks for the call. I, I I just will agree to disagree. This is not a difficult or a, uh, you know a perceived in the business a tough media market when it comes to um, sports. I also think you know with the cap space in particular, uh, top two positions right now in the NFL and projected available cap space for 2024 that you'd have the ability to add veteran players and you'd want that coach with the experience of being able to put something together. I think the turnaround could come much faster with the cap space, with the draft choices, etc. Um, and I'd want it to be coached up and and know that it's going to be coached up the right way, right from the jump. Uh, let's go to Travis. Travis, go ahead. Good morning, guys. How you doing? I'm um, well. I will, pick, I will pick Mike Tomlin um, over Bill Belichick. Neither is really a bad choice. Mike is just my preference. Um, I believe his methods are tried and true. And despite all the numerous roster tra- changes, the, the player drama throughout the years, he still found a way to be successful. And um, yeah. ultimately, I think finding a good coach is just as challenging as finding a franchise QB. Uh, he's a disciplinarian, and you know he brings a style that establishes coaches, but he's also a player's coach when that is relatable. So, I mean, I would just take Mike Tomlin, but I'll, I'll sit back and listen to your comments. Yeah, I think, you know, the one thing that you would say about Mike Tomlin is without a quarterback, his teams have actually been okay, but they really haven't been great. They've been far from that. I mean, they haven't won a playoff game since 2016 with Ben Roethlisberger. So, um, you know, and Belichick without Brady, clearly there have been some rough, there's been some rough sledding the last few years. Tomlin seems to, for whatever reason, he's able to coach it up, motivate it up, regardless of the players that he has, into something that's more than competent. But he hasn't won a playoff game since 2016. So, uh, I, I mean, the, 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 they've had, they've both had struggles without the quarterback, without Ben and without Brady. Let's go to G. G, go ahead. Yeah, we ain't won a game. 2016, we ain't won a playoff game since way before that, right? So, shout out Tomlin. But yeah. with, Belich- with Belichick, with Belichick, you know, if I was Bob Kraft, Bill Belichick would be my coach for the Patriots, man. Tell he decided he ain't want to coach no more. He died because he brought the Patriots back from the dead. When I was a kid, the Patriots stunk. Tomlin, definitely a first ballot Hall of Famer. How hard it is to win in this daggone NFL 17 years non-losing seasons, and I done seen him, you know, make great meals with the cupboard being like bare. 
gourmet meals with some oodles and noodles, you know what I'm saying? So between the two of them, give me Mike Tomlin because of the age especially, you know what I'm saying? And, and he, he, I done seen Mike Tomlin win with less talent than we had at the beginning of the season. You know what I'm saying? The Redskins, you know what I'm saying? But but I don't want neither of them. If, if I had a choice, I, I want Harbaugh right after Go Blue Michigan hoist the national championship trophy. That's, cut the check, Hurst Group. Harbaugh. Yeah, and, you know, there, there's been some thought that, you know, it's easier for new ownership to kind of pick tried and true over trying to identify the next um, up-and-comer. And, by the way, that would go for GM and head coach. Uh, so maybe that's what they're thinking. I don't know. My, my personal view is still, they're going to hire a general manager and they're going to hire and they're going to have that GM take a shot at the next up and comer, you know, the, the Ben Johnson's, the Brian Johnson's, the Bobby Slowicks, et cetera. Um, Ian, Ian, finish it up for us. Go. Evan, I sent you a DM last night asking you to take calls on this topic. So I appreciate it. Absolutely not on both. You said the facts out loud. Belichick's sample size without Brady in Cleveland and in New England is horrendous. Even when he had Scott Pioli picking players, when when Brady went down, zero playoff wins without Tom Brady. That includes a long time in Cleveland, a long time in New England. And I think Belichick is one of these people that his persona has become so large that it's almost lost what he used to be as a defensive coordinator under Parcells, et cetera. Techno on him. On Wait, Tomlin, hold on for a second. Are you what, what, me? I want to make sure that I know what you think his persona was as a defensive coordinator over, uh, under Parcells. He was excellent. He was an excellent okay, defensive okay. I, coordinator. Sorry, but, I, I just wanted to make sure that you weren't going to say that that was an overrated aspect of talking about Bill Belichick no, as well. No, All right, fine. I, I think... Okay. I think Bill Belichick has just become a completely different person over the years. And this whole, uh, I'm going to treat people this way and there's the Patriot way. There's no Patriot way. Every single assistant coach under him, every single one, has a significant losing record. And it's frankly been awful. There's not one person from that Patriot tree that's done anything of note. There's no Vrabel's got a losing record? Vrabel's got a a losing record overall? And okay. I don't consider Vrabel part of his coaching tree, but if you want to say he's a Patriot player, well, that's what, fine. What tree would he have fallen off of? I'm talking about coaches that have coached under him. Flores, Charlie yeah. Weiss, Romeo Cronell, McDaniels, all of them. Going to Tomlin, you said the fact out loud. Repeat it again. Since the 2016 season, Mike Tomlin has not won a playoff game. That includes four years with Ben Roethlisberger. That is unbelievable. And this notion that Tomlin's this, look, he's so media savvy, and he's one of those guys you want to hire, but he's had Hall of Fame defensive players on his roster now. So it's not like the defense has been bad. His acumen for offense, offensive coordinator, he, that's that's horrendous. not yeah, that's not his strength, obviously. Nor is sort of in-game management. A lot of the clock management right. stuff isn't. But he's able he's able to make biggest. chicken salad out of you know what, and has done that here in recent years with just dreck offensively. And they still have figured out to how how to win more games than they've lost. 
Um, that's not the goal. The goal is not to I understand that's not the goal. I understand, but it does mean that he's a hell of a coach. Again, do you I, I think, want him I, I think I'm, I, I measure oh. coaches as much as what they do when they don't have talent as I do when you watch them with talent. Tomlin, with no sure. talent in recent years, is a winning coach. And if you want so to he, go nine and eight or ten and seven, then I don't. Hire him. I want to see but him. I want, I, I want to see him coach more. a team with better talent and with a quarterback. Obviously, he had better. They're not going to go. He had Ben Roethlisberger. Had Ben Roethlisberger. They, they did not win a playoff game with Ben Roethlisberger for the last four seasons. Why is that? Why did they lose those games? At some point, you're well, right. You're the clock man. Well, one of those guy. years, Ben was, was clearly hurt and damaged. That loss at Kansas City. Yeah, there's um, always a reason. You know, in the COVID year. Yeah. There's always a reason. Hey, I got to go. I've, we've, I've got a guest that was supposed to join us at 1035, but I appreciate it. Those of you that I missed on, we'll try a little bit later. Um, look, those, there, there are arguments as to why you wouldn't want... And there, the, Bill Belichick's last couple of years certainly bring into question... You know, was it more Brady? Was it more him? If you've watched Bill Belichick over the years and you've watched his teams, they are exceptionally well coached, as have Tomlin's teams been over the years. Uh, I'd take either one of them. I'd prefer Bill. More on that maybe later on in the show. There were a lot of you we didn't get to. Uh, Eric Edholm will join us next. We'll talk about this upcoming NFL weekend and more. Kevin Sheehan Show, the Team 980 and the Team980.com. NBA hoops last night in season tournament semifinal game number one. Tyrese Halliburton leads the Pacers to a 128-119 victory over the Milwaukee Bucks. Halliburton goes for 27, 15, and 7 with zero turnovers again. He also did the Dame Time celebration after hitting a big three late in the game. In the second game, the Lakers absolutely throttle the New Orleans Pelicans 133 to 89. LeBron goes for 30 and 8 in 23 minutes. In the NFL, we are at draft season, or at least we are looking forward to draft season. According to ESPN, Seth Walter and ESPN Analytics, the commanders right now have a 14% chance of earning a top two pick. And that's what's trending. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Big NFL weekend coming up, kicked off by, on paper, what looked like one of the um, worst Thursday night Amazon uh, games. Turned out to be a little bit more entertaining than people thought. The Patriots won last night, for those of you that didn't watch it, 21-18. to 18. The Steelers could not make a fourth and short uh, to save their life. The game went way over the total. 39 points in a game that had a 30 over under total, and the Patriots finally won one of these low-scoring games. Uh, Eric Edholm does such a great job for NFL.com. He joins us right now, courtesy of our BetQL guest hotline, Bet Smarter, Beat the Books. Download the BetQL app today, or visit BetQL.com. You can follow Eric on Twitter, at Eric underscore Edholm. So, I'm going to just pick up where we actually just left off uh, as a show, and that is talking about Mike Tomlin and Bill Belichick. First of all, real quickly, Mike Tomlin's going to be a Hall of Fame coach, right? I think so. I think so. I mean, you know, historic franchise, strong winning percentage, the, you know, the lack of losing seasons to this point, never been worse than than 8-8, eight and eight. Um, you know, one Super Bowl title. Uh, I mean, it. It's adding up, you know, and I think he's got a lot of years left, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, didn't even really mention, and that's a really good point, about the years that he has left. I mean, I just look at it, you know, we had two coaches here. Um, this, you know, Washington wasn't where they made their name, but Marty Schottenheimer and Mike Shanahan, both of whom yeah. I think you can make great cases should be in the Hall of Fame, and they're not, you know, and... Tomlin won a Super Bowl. Marty didn't. Marty had, you know, disastrous results in the postseason, but as a regular season coach, one of the best ever. And I'm still kind of very surprised that Mike's not in the Hall of Fame. The two Super Bowl wins, but more importantly, Eric, one of the real offensive innovators that you still see his imprint on the game in so many ways today. No question. Now, granted, that was from the the Bill Walsh tree or whatever, but he he evolved it. And the, the run game, I think, was was really what sort of became his legacy. You think about John Elway and Rod Smith and throwing the football down the field and everything. But, you know, that run game is used today, including by his son, right, and, and very other, various other acolytes who've uh, branched off from his tree in the past. And, you know, I, I, I think Kyle's success, if he, you know, continues winning games and, and maybe one day wins the Super Bowl, will help his dad. Whether that should help or not, probably shouldn't. But then again, you know, he, he helped create another generation of, of genius football minds. So I'm with you. I think, you know, 
some of these coaches get dinged for not having the ring when they've had incredible lifetime success and, and, you know, more successful years than not, I think should, should still get consideration for the hall. Yeah, I mean, I just think about, you know, that zone run scheme. And I know Alex Gibbs had a lot to do with that along with Mike, but the backs, you know, you know, not Trell Davis, sixth rounder, you know, you had guys like, you know, um, uh, uh, Alandis Gary and uh, Mike Anderson and Tatum Bell, you know, I mean, they could, Alfred Morris here, you know, as a sixth rounder, uh, yeah, just amazing. Um, yeah, Tomlin's an interesting case. So, with respect to both of them, uh, I'm sorry, with respect to Mike Tomlin first, uh, I'll get to Belichick a second. Do you think there's a chance he's not back in Pittsburgh next year? It was funny. I hadn't really considered it. Now, obviously, Sunday was a disastrous day, losing to the Cardinals, a uh, 1-2-10 football team. They followed it up four, four days later. But in between the two games, I was having a conversation with somebody in the business non-media and I said you know we were talking about Pittsburgh and you know what what they're doing and what's struggling what's going on the guy is actually from Pittsburgh and he said you know I wouldn't you know are you, I don't he just sort of made reference to the fact that Tomlin's on the hot seat and I went wait wait hold on what it's not something I had really thought of prior to that conversation on Tuesday now you look at Sunday's loss at home to a two and dead team Thursday's loss at home to a two and ten team We'd already had this suspicion about them being a kind of a smoke and mirrors team, given the fact that they've been, you know, outscored by a spate of points, and some of these wins felt a little, a little curious or luck. Not curious, they just lucky, I guess. And oh, by the way, they're starting quarterbacks out. So, yeah, I mean, you add all that up, and the suspicion is growing. But does that cost him his job, a place where he's been? you know, kind of minted as somewhat of a legend. I know fans have been kind of grumbling for years there. They're they're tough to please. I don't know that there's an obvious replacement that would stand up to the, the heft of the name of Mike Tomlin. Maybe it's someone young and they just go in the direction they went almost 20 years ago when they hired Mike, you know. So who knows? I I, I got the sense that ownership may have been involved in the, in the Matt Canada decision so that kind of gives a window into their thinking of right well you know they can they can do whatever they want so it's possible yeah look it's been 17 years i mean it's been one hell of a run things don't last forever and they have not won a playoff game there since 2016 so you're you're now you know approaching and it doesn't look like they're going to win one this year either (laughs) uh, at this point after losing back to back to the cardinals and the patriots um over the last Five days. Um, what about Bill? What about Belichick? Is he gone? And and if so, does he continue to coach? And then where? Yeah, I mean, I, I good question. I think he's gonna. I think he will. He will have opportunities to coach if he wants to. He'll have an opportunity to to go to the media. Don't laugh. That I've still been told by people who have you know, who know what Bill's thinking is that, yeah, he's probably going to coach until the wheels come off, but there's, there's, he still likes being a historian of the game. So, or, you know, a, kind of a, a commentator on the game. And so that, that's still a possibility. I don't think that's next year, but yeah, I mean, I, last night doesn't change anything for me. I, I still think there's a, a better chance than not that we're seeing Bill coach elsewhere next year. I'm just curious what the the mechanism or you know what the the mechanics behind it are is 
is this going to be a Bill Belichick 2000 situation where there's a protracted argument between ownership and um, and coach, and he eventually gets traded for some kind of compensation? Do does Robert Kraft just wipe his hands of this and say, "All right, the last five six years have been, you know, we, yes, we won Super Bowls on the front end of that, but it's been rough since then, and this relationship has is deteriorated." I'm just going to do you a solid and, and pay you your last year and get you out. Or, you know, we'll settle somehow and you go wherever you want. Why, why Eric, would, would no. it require a trade? Like, it's not – if Kraft wants to move on, why would it require yeah. a trade? Why would somebody would. have to trade for him? Well, there, he's still under contract for one more year, reportedly. Again, that's, you know, that's, that's what's been out there for a while. Yeah. So, you know, if, if somebody badly wants them, let's say Josh Harris decides – Okay, I understand Bill Belichick's 71. He's not going to coach forever. But I want that guy's mind in the building when we're rebuilding things. Again, I'm just spitballing here. I don't know that for, you know, for any reporting fact or anything. But just for, for the opportunity to, you know, to lay it out. You know, Annapolis guy, I could see it possibly working. Ties to the NFC East. You know, maybe there's some kind of allure for Bill and the idea of starting over. Maybe like Lombardi did, right, in 73. So I don't know if that's... In, at all in Bill's thinking, but you know, could you see it where he has a plan in place to hand over the reins to somebody else, a la you know, Jared Mayo in New England? It could happen. I mean, I don't know whether Kraft is going to say I really want a second round pick back and I'm going to dig my heels in or I'm just going to cut bait and say, good luck, Bill. We'll see you whenever we see you. I don't know. But you know, when you mentioned, by the way, the, the media possibility, I, I, I was reminded of that, you know, that uh, your your network, NFL Network, when they did yeah. the top 100 of all time, he was great, great. on that show, you know. Yeah, and he had so much more personality than we've ever seen as he was talking about some of the greats of the game. Um, that's yeah. interesting. Where would you, let's just say, you know, Chargers, Washington, which is a given, Carolina, potentially Chicago, New England, um, Vegas. Yeah. Uh, give me the order in which you think coaches will view the openings in terms of attractiveness. Yeah, and, you know, obviously the Carolina has gotten a head start on things, right? They're, they're, they're the first one to... To, to kind of open the process up. They went through it a year ago, so they've already interviewed some people. Ben Johnson, who they interviewed last time around and was rumored to be, you know, on that list, is somebody you could look at. But I don't think Belichick's an option there. I don't think he and uh, the owner would, would see eye to eye on a lot of stuff, given what we've, some of the reporting on who picked Bryce Young and who didn't, all that. But so that's going to be a challenge for Carolina. But I tell you what, if Mike Tomlin somehow were available, you know, they would, they would throw the mint at him, I think. Right. So that's a, there's, there's the Steelers roots obviously in, in the owner's uh, blood and everything, but Washington's still going to be a tough sell for obvious reasons. I, I don't know if there's still like the, uh, you know, the, the stink of the, the Snyder era on it. I think most people feel like the, the new ownership is a good thing and headed in the right direction and new stadium and blah, 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 blah. But you know, they, they still have some challenges. We still don't know if Sam Howell's a franchise QB. We still don't know if um, this defense can be rebuilt in an offseason. So, you know, I would put them on the lower end, but not at the bottom. And, you know, again, it depends on what other jobs are open. 
Um, yeah. It's tough for me to forecast, but, you know, it's there's there's always going to be one job that sort of sits at the top and the rest that all have, you know, sort of... I a, mean, do you think the Chargers, with Justin Herbert sitting there and in incredible facilities, etc., that that, if it becomes, if Brandon Staley's not there, that that becomes the number one opening? They could hire from within if, if, if Staley's not there. That's That's been kind of floated out there. Um, obviously, Kellen Moore is probably the highest profile right. guy in the building. Um, if they do go outside the building, I think there is some attractiveness. Sure, you got to play the Chiefs twice a year, but, you know, they've looked vulnerable this year. And, yes, there are some questions about ownership's commitment to spending, you know, massive dollars in free agency. But then again, you know, they went out and tried to upgrade with J.C. Jackson and other people in recent years. So, I don't know. Yeah, the quarterback situation's there. What I've always been told by agents, by other coaches, is that there are a lot of factors in picking a head coach or, you know, picking a team, if you will. Um, the ownership situation and how that coach and front office, I would say, too, how that, that power dynamic is going to work. If you're not like a first-year assistant, if you're more established coaching candidate, that's where, te- that where guys say – this job looks a lot more attractive than this one because of, you know, who runs the team. Right. Uh, we're talking to Eric at home from NFL.com. The one thing that I would just say with respect to Washington, it's uh, Dan's gone. So that's, uh, uh, that's number one. Number yeah. two is I think they're going to end up with projected right now, top two available cap space. And they've got five picks in the first three rounds. And it looks like they're going to end up with a top three or top four pick in the draft. So there, there will be an opportunity for somebody to come in and turn it around roster-wise pretty quickly. And especially if you feel like there's something to be salvaged here with, with Sam, right? That, you know, whatever issues he's faced this, this season are, are compounded by the offensive problems, the offensive line, right? I mean, you know, just the I, – I thought there were some, some schematic stuff that, that – you know, Eric's a good coach, but I, I also felt like – you know, there were way too many five-man protections and all that. But anyway, if a new coach were to come in and say, I'm willing to give the kid a year, right? We have a veteran backup or we get another one and, and you know, let's fight it out. And then we can decide. And that would portend maybe some trading down and you get more picks for next year to, you know, the, to get the possibility of a 2025 first. And then you can decide. If that's the way they go, it's a lot like what the Bears had with a slew of picks. Justin Fields in tow, and, and a looming decision to make at some point. Yeah, they're going to have a decision to make. All right, let's talk um, rest of the league a little bit more in detail because there are two massive games this weekend, Buffalo at Kansas City at Arrowhead and then the Sunday Nighter. But I want to just start with this. Right now, do you see anybody that can beat the Niners if they're healthy? Yeah, the way they're playing right now, I don't think so. I mean, it's easy to react to, to one game I know. and say, oh, you <laughs> right. know, they, they just smash the Eagles. They're going to smash everybody else. Of course, somebody could come beat them, right? We saw three teams in a row beat them. But, you know, Purdy got kind of careless with some throws, especially in the fourth quarter in that little stretch. He's looked like a totally different guy. I don't know if there was a health issue. I don't know if he was just pressing. I don't know if, you know, I mean, they win that game in Cleveland if Moody hits a kick anyway, and they probably yeah, win like the next week. yarder yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, it, you know, we made too much of that as like, a loss, right? Like, they didn't play awfully, but 
Yeah, I mean, defensively, they're they're better than they were during that stretch now with Chase Young helping. Um, Nick Bosa's caught up finally. He had a bad start to the season by his standards. You know, they've lost a few guys, but if that core of that offense stays in, in, uh, in, in place, Purdy, Trent Williams, and then the four pass catchers slash runners, good luck. I don't know. That's just that it's for a defensive coordinator's nightmare. So in the NFC, we get Eagles-Cowboys. It'll go a long way to deciding the division for sure. Um, which of those two teams would you give a better chance uh, against the 49ers? They got beat 42-10 to and 42-19 to respectively uh, yeah. in the two regular season games. But um, who would you give a better chance of, of getting to that title game and, and winning it? Yeah, I mean, the way the Eagles are playing... <laughs> Yeah, it's hard. You know, it's funny. I start to think, okay, well, the Eagles' defense is really struggling now, but it's not like the Cowboys' defense is the same unit it was in September, October either. You know, they've they've lost digs. You know, Deron Bland's been great, but he had a really rough game the other night. You know, it's it's there's still a lack of impact. Micah Parsons plays often in the first three quarters. You see him kind of crank it up late. So defensively, I'd be a little bit concerned, but probably less so than Philly. I'm just thinking head-to-head matchups and, you know, kind of the way they're trending. I mean, don't get me wrong. Jalen Hurts, you know, Brown and Smith and those guys are getting Goddard back. It's a dangerous team, no doubt. But I think right now I would probably say Dallas, having had a little more time to absorb that, that, that loss in San Fran. It was a pretty close game until Tony Pollard fumbled. I mean, it was, a, it was a decent game for about two quarters, and then the wheels kind of came off a little bit, and I think the emotions were a little a little more than Dallas prepared to handle at that point. That's that's funny because, like, some like sometimes I say, yeah, this, the, the final score was not actually reflective of the kind, kind of game it was, but when right. you just said that, I don't remember any details of that game other than it was a one-sided beatdown from the jump, but maybe you're right. Um, I don't – I don't, I, I'm, I'm it I'm was sorry. Like Mid second quarter, it turned fast. It was like, okay, competitive game. All right, Dak came down and scored, and then all of a sudden they just turned their lights out. It was right. three possessions, and the game was over, basically. Well, look, Philadelphia dominated the first quarter of the game last Correct. weekend. I mean, they yep. the the Forty ers had minus six yards in the first quarter and zero points, and then they put up forty two and like four hundred and seventy yards in three quarters. Um, which was with this team. yeah, it's crazy. How they, they 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 have that ability to just turn it, crank it up really quickly. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right, we're talking to Eric at home from NFL.com. Who do you like Sunday night and why? You know, it's. I guess I would probably say. I mean, yeah. It's fine if you don't have a, a, a definitive uh, hunch on that one. I, I yeah, think it's so- I think I'm probably leaning Dallas. I, I'm, I'm just, I keep going back yeah. and forth on this thing. I, don't, I picked them in, in August to win the Super Bowl. I thought they would have a dominant defense, and I thought Dak would bounce back. And you know, some of that's happened, some of it hasn't. I don't know that the trust factor is there. If they'd have beaten one or two decent teams, I would have felt, I'd feel a lot better about it. They had their chance against Philly first time around, so. I'll pick them with a lower confidence, but I'd probably go Dallas. Uh, what's wrong with Kansas City, if you think anything's wrong with them? Yeah, I mean, it's, 
been a few things. Obviously, the, the, the drop passes. It wasn't an issue against the Raiders, but the two games you know, on either side of it, just the connection uh, and, the, and the chemistry between Pat Mahomes and his receivers. I mean, we saw it. You know, I think he doesn't trust Sky Moore fully. I think he's starting to trust Rasheed Rice. We obviously know he and Kelsey are, you know, as locked in as anybody, but people are throwing the kitchen sink at him. And offensive lines protection hasn't been as good lately. Pat hasn't been as good lately. Some of those balls are coming out fluttering. Like, you know, I get that he throws some passes that don't always pass the eye test, but he gets them there and it works, and you just sort of say, that's Pat. But some of these lately haven't been as sharp. Um, and I just wonder – you know, if there's, if there's something else going on, but yeah, I mean, I just, the, the defense had been so lights out for so long and now they've had a couple games where they've, you know, let some early scores and put them in, you know, two possession holes right out of the bat, you know? So it's just not the same formula. It was even three or four weeks ago where, okay, you know, the offense starts slowly. They crank it up right before halftime. They get one more second half TD drive and they win, 27 or no, sorry, 21 to, you know, 17 or something. But, you know, they're, they're not stopping people like they did too. So last one, if we all kind of agree on, on the 49ers out of the NFC and the, and the chiefs certainly look vulnerable right now, who do you like coming out of the AFC to face San Francisco in the Super Bowl? Yeah. I mean, I, in my mid season where you get Super Bowl read, redo or do over, I don't know what we called it, but I had San Francisco and Baltimore, and this was right after San Fran had lost three in a row. So I, I felt a little better about that, obviously, having seen them win a few games. But, you know, I, Baltimore also scares me a little. They've had, like, every fourth game, they give you that, wait, what? What happened? You know, they lost the Indy at home. They, lost the, they, they let the Steelers, you know, off the hook. And so they are capable of those games. And we haven't seen Lamar make that run in January before. But I try not to let history just dictate my line of thinking here. And they've got a pass rush. They have a running game. I, you know, I know the loss to Andrews is big. But, you know, we've seen OBJ come on. Flowers had a good year. I mean, I, I think they can be trouble for, for some teams in, in the AFC. Great job. Always appreciate your time. Thanks, Eric. Talk to you yeah. soon. Have a great weekend, man. Thank you. Yeah. Eric at home. Eric underscore at home on Twitter. Kevin Sheehan Show, the Team 980 and the Team980.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.